goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome. It is Friday. Welcome to your Friday Rush Hour here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. We're going to start with a New York story. Normally, this is the kind of story that I would put in the B stack or the C stack. But I'm going to raise it to the A stack. In fact, it gets raised to the lead story. Because this points out something that you already know. It is an affirmation of things that you already know. That in New York, as well as in other places, in the government, especially when they're run by liberals or progressives, but this is not something that is exclusive to liberals or progressives. There are two sets of laws. One applies to you who are in the peasant class. I am a member of the peasant class. Many of you are considered in the peasant class. The other is the royalty the people that are above, the people that don't have to follow the same rules because they make the rules, the people that think themselves our betters. They are better than we. They don't have to deal with the minutia of following the laws because they are the high and mighty, the elevated who make the law. New York Assembly gives legislators free child care at unregulated center near the Capitol. The State Assembly, New York State Assembly, has transformed an Albany conference room into a free daycare center for themselves for legislators without bothering to get any of the approval from state agencies or the state agency that's tasked with ensuring child safety regulations. Democrat legislators, Democrats, have used the makeshift facility, which is inside the legislative office building near the Capitol for months 
with the support of the Speaker of the House, Carl Hasty from the Bronx, Democrat the Bronx. But, but, the State Office of General Services, which oversees state buildings, and the Office of Children and Family Services, which regulates daycare centers, has not authorized this operation. A Republican assemblyman, Jared Gandolfo, says he only found out about it after he overheard a few Democrat members talking about it. Now he has a one-year-old son. I guess this is only for Democrat kids. Republican kids, you're on your own. But for Democrat kids, come and take advantage of the free daycare offered by Democrats for Democrat elected officials without bothering to go through the law. We're talking about an unregistered daycare being run by untrained legislative staffers. A few Democrats even are, tr- are dealing with bills to try to crack down on unregistered child care facilities while they, the party, Democrats, and this guy, this Carl Heasty guy from the Bronx, approves of a day- daycare center for Democrat children, apparently, that's being run right near the Capitol without bothering to go through any of the legal process necessary. You see, they are above the law. They don't have to follow the law. If you, Scott, what would you think would happen to you if you decided, I'm tired of radio, I want to open up a daycare center in New York, I want to just, yeah, let me go get a building and just tell people, hey, just drop your kids here. You have no training in this. Just bring your kids here. We'll watch your kids. I wouldn't think it would go well. It wouldn't go well. You'd probably end up in jail and also being fined a lot of money because, see, you're not a member of the wealthy, elite, Democrat leadership class that can do what they want, screw the law, screw you. They're the high and mighty. They're the royalty, and you are the peasant. You peasants have to obey the law. The Democrat leaders don't have to obey Democrat laws or the law of the state because they're above the law. The Office of Children and Families has a long list of rules that facilities must follow in order to legally provide child care services. And the extent to which the assembly operation meets them remains unknown. Two legislative employees, now get this, two legislative employees reportedly watch the children. So they get two people that are supposed to be working on state business. Instead, they're doing mommy daycare work or daddy daycare work at this unauthorized daycare center, which means you, the taxpayers, are funding this. It's against the law because they haven't even bothered to go get legal approval, but it's open up for Democrat legislators who pass laws that you have to obey while they brazenly, brazenly flaunt the law. 
Earlier this year, we were made aware that drop-off services would be offered to assembly members. Says another Republican leader, we only have a few members with young children. To my knowledge, no Republican members have brought their children in. No, it's not open for Republican children. Now, Heasty, Speaker of the House, Democrat, was asked about it. His office. They told the Times Union, which first reported this story, that the Speaker can evade the typical red tape because his position gives him the authority to provide benefits to legislators like the so-called drop-in. In other words, excuse the blank out of me. I don't have to answer your stupid questions. I don't have to follow the law. I'm the Democrat Speaker of the House. I don't have to obey the law. I can make law. I'm a big shot. You're just peasants. You're just little people. You stupid little people. You have to obey the law. How dare you question me? I'm the big cheese. I don't have to, I don't need none of your stinking laws. Those little stinking laws are for you. Peasants, get out of here. And don't ask me again. I'm the Democrat, head Democrat in town. Shut up, get out. The laws are for you. The stinking little people, the peasants. Go away and leave me alone. This is New York. They'll turn, these Democrats will turn criminals loose so that they can prey on you. They will do everything. They'll turn shoplifters shoplifters loose on you so they can rob your stores. They'll turn criminals out in the street so that they can attack you at all hours of the day and night. Because they're not worried. They don't live in your little crummy, stupid little neighborhoods. They don't have to deal with the peasant problems. They're the elite. Child care. Why should they have to obey the rules? They're Democrats. Rules don't apply to them. In Oregon, uh, Scott, I don't know whether you've heard about this one. Let me ask you a question, Scott. Let's say you got a business. I'm sorry to be all picking right. on you today. Let's okay. say, let's say you have a business. Hypothetically, all right. Yeah, it's not an unregulated childcare business like the Democrats have. This one's a real business. Okay. And you got some homeless guy that's camping out in front of your store. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would do about it? You think you would just say to the homeless no. guy, "Welcome"? Would you? Do you think you might say, "Would you please go away"? I would, depending upon whether or not my community actually cared about <laughs> enforcing their municipal codes, I would start by filing a complaint that this guy was trespassing and just hanging. Is he is he on my property or is He's he on, on your property? Yeah, so I would start there. If they didn't off you know offer any help, then I would go the route of the you know spiky benches and all that stuff that people do because that. Seems reasonably effective. If that didn't work, then I'd start playing, you know, the the insane song, like like the the happy shark or whatever that that, that is. The 
What's that? What's that song called? I don't know the, the one that people don't like. Yeah, the, that little kid song. I started playing that out of a loudspeaker at the front door, drive them nuts. I mean, what what are you looking for? <laughs> no, no, that's enough because you you would basically you would basically be trying to get rid of the homeless person out of your store. Well, if you're in Oregon, Oregon Democrats have now proposed a measure, a bill that would decriminalize homeless people camping in front of your property. And guess what? If the homeless person complains that you are harassing them, you are harassing them by telling them to move their homeless encampment from in front of your store, they could take you to court. In that situation, then I would move my business to another place. I would, I'd leave that community, state. And they'd be allowed to sue you for up to $1,000. Yeah, I would just get out. Well, that's Portland. It's not so easy to film. This is Portland, Oregon. So now... They got U-Hills in Portland. Okay. Now, <laughs> they want to protect the right of homeless people to camp in front of your business. This is Democrats, folks. And let the home and, and if you dare harass a homeless person who's in front of your business, if you dare tell them you need to get out, you need to move away from my business, that homeless person can haul your behind into court and sue you for harassment. And if you are found guilty, you have to pay. First offense is a thousand bucks. Joe Biden, I don't even know where to start. You have heard in the past few days that Joe Biden had a press conference with children. Did you see any of that? Poor Joe got confused, and he said he was confused at the press conference with little children. They confused him with their difficult questions, I guess. Then there was the cheat sheet. Have you? I'm sure you saw the cheat sheet, haven't you, Scott? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. So the L.A. Times reporter, they've got like little flashcards for Joe before he goes out to talk to the press. The president has a picture, the name of the reporter, and what her question is going to be. In verbatim. This verbatim. Like exact. Well, no, it wasn't word for word. Her question was was a little bit different. But it was still on point, on the same point that was on the flashcard. The L.A. Times immediately said, we didn't give the president, no, 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 we didn't give the president pre-advance notice of our question. No, we, they can't, but how can you explain it? He has the question, pretty much, that you're going to ask on a flashcard. And then, when he's talking to the kids, when he gets confused, he doesn't mention Hunter Biden's child out of wedlock. And there are a lot of people that think that's just plain mean-spirited. I heard Rudy talking about it. Mayor Rudy Giuliani was talking about this, or hurtful. And then there's a story today 
also in the press, people are beginning to notice that Joe Biden doesn't, as president, do morning events. He's nowhere to be found in the morning. There's a cutoff during the evenings. In other words, Joe Biden is only accessible for certain hours of the day. Does that mean anything to you? Well, people that suffer sometimes, I'm not going to go there. I'm not a doctor. And then this, this, this quote, this from Joe Biden. Now, I thought, Scott, until you, you, you mentioned to me when you heard it, I was thinking this was from today. Oh, but that this would is, imply that he's campaigning right. and out giving speeches. This is from a previous appearance and tie all of it together. Listen to this. And turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get reelected. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me. We can only reelect Donald Trump. <laughs> Joe Biden. It's deeper and deeper. Tomorrow, Will Downing is with us on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Tomorrow, Carrie Lake will be with us. Tomorrow, America's small caffeinated mom. All that tomorrow. But for day, today, your telephone calls 800-848-WABC, 848-WABC. We are coming right back. Don't go away. Like some violins are playing. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The year was 1969. This album. This album, a double album, was introduced to the world. They called themselves the Chicago Transit Authority. By the time the second record came out, they had shortened it to simply Chicago. This was Chicago's debut album. One of the singles, at least. And it was only the beginning of a career that was just insanely incredible. I used to know all the musicians by heart. I probably can't do it now. But among them, Danny Serafin, the drummer, Walt Frarislater, I always get his name screwed up, Robert Lamb, keyboard player. One of the most amazing guitarists, I think, in the world ever. Terry Kath, who unfortunately died young. James Pankow, trombone.
I mean, I cannot tell you how many hours of my life, and I'm missing, I, I'm, I didn't even name all of the guys, but I cannot tell you how many hours of my life I have spent listening to the music of Chicago. It, it, it's, and I mean, they were and are, but they were so amazing. They brought in a musical, uh, just a musical ability that up until that time had just been absent from pop music. Simply insanely incredible. They're still out performing um, with not all the original members, of course. Well, um, not the original members. Terry Kath, unfortunately, as I mentioned, was killed. And I think the story was that he was playing Russian roulette or something. But man, Chicago, wow. <sighs> Megan Kelly <laughs> predicted that she was among others that predicted that when, when Tucker Carlson quote unquote parted ways with Fox, they would take a bloodbath. The numbers are out. Have you seen the numbers, Scott? Have you seen what happened? The Fox News ratings? Yeah. Oh, yes. Ow. Half of the audience is gone. In that hour, I would love to see the rest of the day. I can't I can't find that anywhere. I'd love to see if that's affecting other day parts. But, yeah, he is just, they are, Tucker, did you see that Tucker Carlson's tweet got more viewers in the 8 o'clock hour than the TV show? Yep. <laughs> Did you see that Chris Hayes, that that person that's on MSNBC, I I think, you know, I don't know him personally. I'm not trying to say anything mean about him, but I can't watch him. His he he had the number first time ever at number one in the Times. Oh slot. wow! No, I didn't see that. Megan Kelly says they lost half their audience. If throughout the day, half the audience is gone. Apparently, very, very angry people out there not watching. It's not the same. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know what? Megyn Kelly left, and Glenn Beck left, and they fired Bill O'Reilly. And it's not the same thing. Tucker's a little bit different situation, and it's a different time. I mean, he was something very unique, even in the Fox News, you know, biosphere. So... I think this is. I think it's going to hurt him a lot more than than what they've seen in the past. So but. you don't expect that in a few weeks, people will just say, "Okay, okay." No, because let's let's remember the rest of the media landscape. People are tuning out of you know whatever that's called, real time. Uh, what are they? Linear linear television, regardless of what else is going on. That was not happening to Fox because they had such a tune in, and now they've just made themselves like everybody else. Hmm. And they've lost credibility. People don't believe that Fox News stands up for all the stuff that they're taught, that they're always preaching. They, they've made themselves look like hypocrites. Okay, then. Well, we shall see. I wonder if any of you that have left are going to forgive them and come back home to Fox. Or is this a more than just a temporary protest, are you gone for good? And by the way, I took some really nasty heat on Twitter because I still pop, post 
news stories from Fox Digital. Now, folks, y'all need to know, folks, Fox Digital is not, yes, it's the same brand. Yes, it's Fox News. But Fox Digital is a separate operation from the Fox News channel. And Fox Digital has more page views than almost anybody else in the business, including many of the huge, huge legacy mainstream media people. And I know the guy. I want to give him a shout-out. I hope he doesn't mind. I know the guy that runs Fox Digital. His name is Porter Berry. And let me tell you, you could not find a more decent human being and a guy that's acutely aware of the news business than Porter Berry and his crew over at Fox Digital. So there's that. And I'm and you know people can criticize all they want to. I'm not going to stop posting news. There's a story today in the Amazon Prime Washington Post that just infuriated me. One of the most brilliant songwriters in the world is a friend of mine. She is a brilliant songwriter. Her name is, I'll just call her Ms. Churchill. She knows who she is. And she told me not to yell at her because I was yelling earlier and I was infuriated. But this story infuriates me too. Your federal government has now issued a, they've issued a report on why the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failed. And what they're saying is, in this report, we need more rules. They say that it was a a, a case The SVB failure demonstrates that there are weaknesses in regulation, is what they say, this is a quote, and supervision that must be addressed. That's what the Fed Vice Chair of Supervision, Michael Barr, for supervision, Michael Barr wrote in a letter accompanying the report, regulatory standards for SVB were too low. The supervision of SBV did not work with sufficient force and urgency and contagion from the firm's failure pose systematic consequences not contemplated by the Federal Reserve's tailoring framework. What does all that mean? What does that gobbledygook mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means they're trying to cover their behinds. Let me, in, in layman's terms, just tell you what happened. The Federal Reserve dropped the ball. They had regulators. They had regulators. They had regulators in SVB that did not find the problem. It was private private investors, private groups out there from the private sector that say, you know what, there's a problem with the things this bank is reporting. That started, not the feds, and so now what the feds do is say, oh, we need stronger rules. We, we don't have, this is what this guy's saying, we need, we need regulatory standards. We're not. 
you had all the regulations you needed to go in there and shut that bank down or make something else because they it was being run like a candy store with no real supervision. But you didn't do it. So instead of saying, we totally screwed the pooch here, we screwed the pooch. Oh, it's the law's fault. Oh, the laws did it. The laws weren't strong enough. The laws were plenty strong enough that outsiders said, this bank has a problem. You never get from the government, or the Federal Reserve is not the government. They are their own private agencies. But this is, this is at best a lie by omission. They are not admitting how badly they screwed the pooch here. So what is always, what do we need as always? Oh, we need more laws. Oh, the laws we have weren't good enough. Oh, we no, you don't need, you need to fire the people inside the Federal Reserve who screwed this up and did not look at it. You need to fire people that were in charge of this, who went there, who looked at it and said, oh, everything's cool. Meanwhile, they were dishing out billions of dollars, millions of dollars, rather, to Democrat Party people. So I guess, no, there's not a problem here. I don't know whether you've seen this or not. Randy Weingarten got taken to school. Of all places, believe it or not, it was on CNN. This is so typical of liberals. She's out here saying now, oh, we at the teachers' union, we wanted schools to be open. And she's being called out. People saying, are you kidding? You were the point of the spear that kept the schools closed. We know what you did. She's being called out in public. This woman is not not one of the most articulate and brightest of the union leaders in America. You see something else going on out there in the political stratosphere. The squad members are now yappy. Rashida Tlaib is now openly calling for Senator Dianne Feinstein to step down. And if I were Dianne Feinstein, I'd tell her, okay, I'll step down, but on one condition, you first. Lead the way. Rashida Tlaib, because Senator Feinstein was absent, Republicans are passing legislation through the Senate. Uh, Even with her not there, they can't pass it on their own. Wall Street Journal. Today, the U.S. economy is unwell. Wall Street bigwigs pour cold water on Biden's economic optimism. Wall Street's not buying it. What do you say, Lisa? I'm looking at what Lisa, you know, I don't want to give too much away. But somebody I know is a former banker and knows this stuff inside out. Internal auditors, external auditors, and the feds all screwed up. The regulations were not being followed. That is exactly right. 
Meanwhile, you get the Fed coming up, oh, oh, we need more regulations. No, you did not enforce the regulations you had on the books. And now you're just trying to cover your naked fannies. We don't need more regulations. You people need to fire the people that were in charge of SVB that went out there and found nothing wrong when this place was run like a candy store. WABC is the number if you want to call. We're going to get to your calls in a minute. The Los Angeles Times, whose reporter somehow or another got their question to Joe Biden in advance, and the L.A. Times says they don't know how, well, we didn't do it. We don't know anything. Nobody saw us do it. You can't prove it. You can't prove anything. There's another editorial that House Republicans want to balance the budget on the backs of American kids. Republicans are trying to spend even more money than Democrats. They are going to increase the debt ceiling. So no matter what, we're going to be spending money. But they do want certain areas of the government cut. And so what's the response? The Democrats, if you go through and you look at the litany of of legacy Democrat outlets, news outlets, Democrats are going to hurt seniors. The Democrats are going to hurt veterans. I mean, I'm sorry, let me retract all of that. The Republicans. The Republicans are going to hurt the seniors if they get their way. All those evil Republicans, they're going to hurt the veterans if they get their way. All the Republicans are trying to balance a budget on the back of America's children. Meanwhile, we are spending trillions of dollars more every year. We don't have the money. It's, folks, I I don't, this is make-believe money. There is nothing backing this money. And they're printing and spending trillions of it and meanwhile if republicans say hey put the brakes on this a little bit you get these editorial board writers out at the la times with this dishonest oh the republicans want to balance the budget on the back of america's kids no they don't every have you noticed every time republicans advance something The Democrat media legacy reaction and the Democrat party reaction is, oh, they're going to hurt the seniors. They're going to remember that that ad that showed um, Republicans, the cartoon that showed them pushing grandma off the cliff in her in her wheelchair. This has been going on for decades. Republicans want to starve the children. Republicans want to starve your children. They want to balance the budget on the back of your kids now. Oh, Republicans want to hurt the veterans. Republicans want to hurt everybody. None of it is true. But sadly, there'll be a lot of people that believe it. All right, take a break. Come back. Your call is coming up. It is Friday. Boston Early's Rush Hour. We're going to go to your calls. Will Downing tomorrow... On this Saturday morning radio extravaganza. 
Meanwhile, more to go on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77. War brings us back. I saw them in Madison Square Garden. Years and, well, decades ago. Oh, man, they were so good. Lee Oscar on harmonica. I didn't mention Peter Cetera, the bass player for Chicago, who, of course, ended up being the lead singer and took them through so many hits and then had a brilliant career of his own. Let's get to the telephone. Sal on Mawa, New Jersey. How are you? Thank you for waiting, Sal. Sure. I just wanted to point out uh, there was another alternative in cable to uh, Fox that wasn't around when, when Bill O'Reilly was fired, and that's uh, Newsmax. And Newsmax is doing uh, – the Newsmax took a lot of viewers, I guess, because there are a lot of people I've talked to that said they just turned on Newsmax. You know, Chris, Chris Ruddy, um, who runs Newsmax, is, is just a salt-of-the-earth guy. Newsmax, so many good people over at Newsmax. I have some friends that work over there. And yeah, they're getting they're getting a lot of traffic, thanks to this. So we'll see whether it sustains. This has been a boom to Newsmax, and we shall see whether it continues to be one. Sal, uh, thank you, Anthony in New Jersey. How are you, Anthony? Whoa, Anthony, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. It's great. To, good to talk to you. Um... I got really excited when you were playing a little Chicago earlier. I told the screener I happened to be a professional musician. And back when I was in high school and college, I used to play in a Chicago cover band. And you are spot on when you're talking about the complexity of that music. It's so much beyond the level of most pop music. You know, they had a great mix of form and uh, great poetry and harmonies. It was just a wonderful thing to listen to. I remember listening to, uh, you remember the suite? That they, they put together for the second album, I was in a band then, and we tried to we 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 tried our hand at that, and oh my goodness, it was so beautiful, so complex, and then it rolls into color my world, and then it comes back, and then it was they, and, and then I tell you, I followed them through. One of my favorite albums was Chicago Five, and on the fifth album, they really let the horn section loose. I mean. Some of the things that they were doing, just straight up, almost, it was, you talk about complexity. Yes, and but at the same time, I love the way that you framed it, poetry, because they didn't do anything that was unlistenable. You could listen to it and, and, take, and, and let them take you on their journey musically. They're a unique band. Give you the last word, Anthony. Well, Anthony's gone. Tom, in the Bronx, how are you? Yeah, how are you? 
I'd like to say there was a musical group years ago by the name of Manhattan Transfer. Do you ever oh, remember them? Of course. Oh, Manhattan, okay. We they have some Manhattan Transfer. We, we have some Manhattan Transfer in, in, in the library. One of my favorites from Manhattan Transfer is Smile Again, which you would recognize. You, you have to know um, who, who wrote it if you listen to it. Manhattan Transfer. Manhattan Transfer. I went to see them live. This this is an amazing vocal group. The Manhattan Transfer. It's Friday. We can stretch out. Such heartless affairs They froze the hopes of loving me You suddenly appeared Melted all my fears WABC Talk Radio 77. That's a little taste of Manhattan Transfer. Manhattan Transfer does so, has so much music. And I, 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 we'll put more of them in the library. It's one of my favorite groups. Thank you for the call. Larry, Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Larry? Okay, James. Frankly, I was a little bit surprised that you were surprised that Fox lost so many of its viewers. Frankly, I don't think they should ever come back, those viewers, because they put the bottom line. They pumped up, they pumped up uh, what's his name, Tucker Carlson, to $30 million a year to entertain and give them what they wanted to see. And then the bottom line came, came out first because they couldn't find a lawyer to be able to prove absence of malice. And the insurance company probably came down on them and said, you got to fire Tucker. So they preferred the bottom line over the viewers. They don't deserve to have these viewers, okay? Because they could have gone to trial and won if they had any competent lawyers. Well, I don't know that it was Dominion, and we all don't know that. Um, We don't know why Tucker was fired. But we do know one thing, that Tucker is not done. And I think we can agree on that. Thank you so much. Michael, New Jersey. How are you, Michael? Hey, bro, great show. Love listening to you. You are the most entertaining and informative guy on the radio right now. Thank you. When when Rush changed his affiliation, the viewers followed, the listeners followed. One day I'm listening to him on one station, and the next day he's gone. The next Monday he's gone. No one knew about it. We followed. The same thing is going to happen with Tucker. What do you think? Absolutely. Tucker Carlson. Let me tell you, wherever, this is why Tucker should not take a long time, but take his time in deciding what he wants to do. I don't have to tell him that. He knows. Because Tucker is going to be household no matter where he goes. And he has earned this, folks. I hope that Tucker ends up somewhere where this can never happen to him again. Where he decides how long he's going to be on the air and no one else. And that's what I hope comes out of this. And he feels free 
to say the things that he needs to say. And you're absolutely right about Rush. When and there were times because of business reasons when he did have to change affiliations with individual radio stations. He didn't suffer. The audience, where is Rush? Wherever he is, I'm going to find that show. And that's what happened. Absolutely. Pete in Staten Island, home of the Staten hey, Island Ferry Hawks. Hi, Pete. Oh, yeah, tonight I got tickets for the game. I'm getting ready to go. I just hope the weather Awesome. Yeah, of course. I love that team. And anything that John Katzpatini does to is gold because the man saved the station, and I love him. Okay, and I want to say, you know, there's a song by Ides of March that everyone, when I do trivia with my music friends, get mixed up. They oh, they swear it's Chicago. Vehicle. Uh, it's Vehicle. You're talking about Vehicle. Vehicle, yes. Vehicle yes. from vehicle. the Ives of March, yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, I love your show. I love your music. I love you not afraid to tell the truth. Your station tells the truth. And with Tucker, Tucker will be back and hopefully on WABC. Well, wouldn't that be something? He, it's his choice. He, he will end up wherever, ever he needs to be. Lou in Jackson, New Jersey, quickly. Time's running out. Folks, Kansas doesn't run a lot better than Congress. And first-time caller, I just got to say, the American people, they know the deal that's going on in Washington. It's run by lobbyists. They're bad actors. We never get what we want. Keep up the fight. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Lou. Keep up the fight. We intend to, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's it. Take me out to the ball game. You're about to go out to the ball to the ball game. John Katsimatidis, Rita Cosby, WABC crew out opening day for the Ferry Hawks. Keep it right here on WABC. Talk Radio 77. Now we will be back at 7 o'clock in the morning. Saturday morning, Radio Extravaganza. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. God bless you. God willing, back at 7 a.m. See you then. Bye. Mr. Kelly loves baseball games. Why, I know all the players. I know all the names. I was right.